0: And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Now, there's a lot
2: of ways to start the show today. Rather than focus on this traitor and thief, some call president, this moron, walking around, stumbling around like a drunk baby on wet grass. The most important thing isn't this piece of dung. We've dealt with him for half a century. It's what is the quality of our life in this country, what are the principles, right? So to me, the beauty of it is that we were able to live here in a time when the government was on the side. I mean, unless you were a Democrat wannabe gangster, you didn't need the government for your life. You were able to achieve things, you were able to work in the financial world, acquire wealth. You were were able to keep whatever you were working at minus taxes, and we can argue about taxes. But when the principle of the government control over the lack of private economy, then it's game over. That's the goal of this modern-day Marxist mafia that started with the imbecile from Chicago, Barack Obama. 532 credit rating, three months late on his Chrysler 300 before he acquires the presidency. Now he's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. How? Because the system itself is corrupt. And the corrupt among us thrive in it. That's the problem. So when these economic numbers come out, they used to be important. For generations, unemployment was a very important number. Now, over the last 20 years, in a bipartisan fashion, the numbers of our economy, the data itself, is totally corrupted. You could really trace it back to uh, Bill Clinton, no question about it. He changed the way in which we calibrate unemployment. So this is a big deal. All right. Unemployment number, big deal. Now, the most important thing to realize is when they release the number today, they revise the last two months. Those last two month revisions are more than a hundred thousand per month. So, the moral of the story, story is the percentage of Americans that are working in work age are on their ass. They're the lowest they've been in decades. The more people on welfare, that's why I play those annoying welfare queen tapes. Because they're flipping over the entire premise of our economy. And it's getting to be sickening. When you realize the Republican moron, Kevin McCarthy, where is this imbecile? Where is he? Because since he agreed to give him a blank check, in less than four months, we've added $1.5 trillion to the debt. With all the revenue coming in, they're bankrupting us. This is very important to understand. And in the meantime, I've got three TVs on. Three I've got uh, from MSNBC to NBC to ABC, none of them is covering truly the biggest story in the last couple
3: of months. The last two months are seeing a revision of three digits, minus 110,000, and we know that there has been benchmark revisions.
2: So with all of these jobs going away, with all of the businesses closing, the Federal Reserve, these somehow they've taken control of everything have decided for the working ordinary man, we're going to make it terrible for you. For the guy who runs a business, who has payroll, who has to keep inventory in, we're going to jack up your costs immensely. And nobody wants to talk about this? You see, there's another sickening thing going on. Even though they've managed to somehow add $1.5 trillion in debt in three and a half months, it's not enough.
4: President Biden is asking Congress for $4 billion more billion to replenish FEMA's disaster relief fund. Now, this is on top of the $12 billion request he made last month. It also comes days after Hurricane Adalia wreaked havoc on Florida and several other states.
2: And then what about the bribery to the entire country that's as corrupt as the city of Chicago called Ukraine? What about that money? We don't want to talk about any of it. This is all we should talk about. And you want to talk about... Indictments of these Democrat sewer areas of a former president? Well, how come nobody ever indicted John Corzine? Corzine. Whatever. Another Democrat scum money bundler who was the CEO of Goldman Sachs. Then he was the governor of the How You Doing, New Jersey before FETSO. He lost it to Chris Christie. But uh, he's embroiled in scandal. And guess what he's doing? As a money bundler to Barack Obama, who likes him big and round, But He has given him, from his pack, $5 million in two cycles. So that's $10 million. When you look at his rating among Democrats writ large, he's rated at an elite status, which means every year he gives more than $500,000 just to Democrats. Let's see what he's up to.
4: Uh, John Corzine's critics are targeting his futures trading. Joining us now for more is Bloomberg's Ben Bain. He joins us in D.C. Okay, wait. So, Here's
2: another thing. With the economy in, in such tumult, why would John Corzine, after being very retired and embroiled in a massive Ponzi scheme scandal, why would he want to come back to trading? Oh, because the government writes the check for these phony hedge funds
4: down the story here we knew that john corzine was like back like a little bit what's this about
1: <laughs> well there's some uh, futures industry executives who a little bit is is too much for them basically um, you know it, it's essentially he's he's had some longtime foes in the
2: industry going back to mf global uh, you know what happened well he- now here's a big thing mf global affected chicagoans directly i know several personally see john corzine stole money Covered it up. And with political clout. Never was even investigated. Never saw a day in jail.
4: Okay, it's Friday, which usually... By the way,
2: this is from 11 years ago. But when you bribe enough Democrats, like uh, Daley's nephew, you can get away with murder
4: viewer feedback but today there was a story that caught our eye and we could not overlook it something to get you infuriated before the weekend sorry but it is mandatory okay mf global is at stake here john corzine's firm remember that went belly up becoming the eighth largest bankruptcy in the u.s with a reported 1.6 billion dollars in
2: now as you hear this story I want you not to just think about the traders in Chicago that had their lives frozen for months, in some cases almost a year, were unable to access the money they already had, then had to enter negotiations to get it back. Right? Because you don't like those guys. Those are traders. They're rich. You give a rip about them. Think about the pension funds. Think about the four hundred one k's. Think about all the money and a lot of it from these municipal workers gone. One point six billion. And what came of it? Gotzangul. And he's on his way back. Customer money
4: still missing amidst allegations it was stolen by the firm. Investigations, of course, are ongoing. We have been reporting on it a bunch and will continue to. But-
2: not one indictment, not one investigation stole $1.6 billion. Donald Trump is going to get fast-tracked to a court date. Not one, not one state, AG, not one, wrote an indictment for John Corzine.
4: But what do you know? Bad deal for customers, not a bad deal for execs. Look at this headline. MF Global still set to pay bonuses. Three top executives of MF Global Holdings, when it collapsed, could get bonuses of as much as several hundred thousand dollars each under a plan by a trustee overseeing the securities firm's bankruptcy case. People familiar with the matter said.
2: And that's nice. That's just how the banks work. And then what they do, like John Corzine, how do you think he's rated an elite donor by the Democrat mafia? Because they make sure he gets his bonus and he cuts him in. Kind of like the deals for the Jane Byrne. Just 30% of the overcharge go back into the coffers of the Democrats and you get away with with murder. Now, you're going to have to go before Senate. You're going to have to face the music, but don't worry. We're going to have a lawyer write down what you need to say. And this bald-faced scumbag, went before TV and saw it and said it.
5: Like all of you, I am devastated by the enormous impact on many people's lives resulting from the events surrounding the MF global bankruptcy. Of course, (laughs) my distress and sadness pale in comparison to the losses and hardships that customers, farmers and ranchers and others, employees and investors have suffered.
2: All lost their money, and he doesn't have the decency to not read it. He has to read what's written by an attorney slip and fall democrat one
5: their plight weighs on my mind every day uh-huh. as a chief executive officer of mf global at the time of its bankruptcy i truly apologize to all those affected i was stunned when i was told on so- sunday october 30th 2011 that mf could not mf global could not count for many hundreds of millions of dollars of
2: And when you apologize, you know, growing up in my neighborhood, you apologize to a guy if you step on his shoe. I'm sorry. You lose his money,
5: you better run. Client money. I remain deeply concerned about the impact that the unreconciled and frozen funds have on MF Global's customers and others. I simply do not know where the money is or why. And that's perfect for government. You don't know where the
2: fracking money is either. There's not a government official that can explain how $1.5 trillion was added in less than four months and they're still broke. They're still broke. So that's why you're not seeing Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy is a scoundrel who will only come out to raise money so he can pretend to fight the Leviathan rather than feed off of it like they do. And by the way, John Corzine, I never saw a mugshot. Did you ever see a mugshot of John Cortese? Me either.
3: Is there anyone on the planet that doesn't know what I look like? I wish there were some people like that. That'd be very nice for me. And yet, for some reason, the communist Democrats in Atlanta made a mugshot of me. That's a mugshot because I said the election was rigged. And I believe it more strongly than ever. It was a rigged election. Me too. More strongly than ever. There's not a doubt in my mind. And what
2: you're seeing before you, what you see in the video, what you see with the protesters to the election theft, referred to as the Proud Boys, what you see is to intimidate you.
6: A judge has just sentenced members of the far right group, the Proud Boys, after their conviction on seditious conspiracy charges related to the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. NBC News Justice reporter Ryan Riley is outside the D.C. courthouse um, with more on this. Talk to us, Ryan. What are you hearing?
7: So Dominic Pozzola, who's the individual who used a stolen police shield to break that first window at the Capitol on January 6th, has now been sentenced to 10 years uh, in federal prison with Judge Timothy Kelly saying that he acted, he opened up the Capitol like, it, like with a can opener on January 6th and let the crowd sort of flood inside and was a key part of that initial breach. Uh, Kelly's uh, partner spoke uh, during uh, the sentencing hearing, as did uh, Dominic Pozzola uh, himself. Uh, he had his daughter there.
2: And they begged the judge not to give him 10 years for vandalism. He's not convicted of seditious conspiracy, which is the platform of the Democrat mafia itself. You see, John Corzine is a conspirator who stole $1.6 billion and never even got a mugshot. Never got a mugshot. Bankrupted who knows how many people. Caused financial turmoil and who knows how many lives. And this dirty rat scum is making a comeback on Wall Street. While well, a protester to, to the most obvious election theft in American history gets 10 years for vandalism. That is an
3: outrage. FEMA's is We all know why, and we know what they're out. doing, and we certainly get it. But I know I'm your favorite president, and they make me look like a criminal, but it completely and totally backfired, as you probably read. Since my mug.
2: That's exactly right. Since his mugshot, he raised $10 million, but aside from that. I want everybody who's put away for the protest released immediately on day one. And any Republican candidate that doesn't say he will do that immediately is to be immediately disqualified, in my opinion. I wouldn't give one minute of my time or one penny of my money to anybody who doesn't recognize the mafia-controlled government that cuts a path and the way to riches among their donors. They can do no wrong. They'll never go to jail like Daly's nephew for killing a 90-pound kid. Never. They'll walk like gods among us because this has become a third-world mafia-controlled government, and the government is illegitimate. 312-642-5600.
0: Broadcasting from the petri dish of corruption, known as the state of Illinois, in the upper Midwest, the nation, and around the world. This is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer.
3: The Financial Times and Wall Street Journal, I've heard me say it before, started calling my plan Bidenomics.
0: It's about investing in America, and investing in Americans—it's working. Really? How much money is going to
2: illegal aliens aside from that? But you're not just investing in America—you're—you're you're, you're greasing the pockets and the greasy palms of the Democrat donors. You see, while all this is going on, there's another big push to create out of nowhere an industry of failure.
6: One of the reasons we're doing this road trip is to show people that you know you can travel across the country and be able to charge up. Most of the EVs now have an app, they can tell you where the charging stations are, whether they're full or not. But even part of this investing in America agenda is to address the issue of range anxiety. So we have seven and a half billion dollars that again we've distributed to states. That seven and a half billion dollars is to put 500,000 EV charging stations across the country. The bottom line is we want them to be ubiquitous, as ubiquitous as a gas station is and that's what the strategy is so over the next 12 months the government never had to open
2: a gas station the government never had to open a gas station that was opened by the private economy so when joe biden says bidenomics is working that's what he means you're destroying the private economy and you have this government economy hey dingbat dingbat for the energy secretary you you inside trading whore you who owns the who owns the charging stations how does that work who decides how the money gets back? What does the money make? Does it make a profit? Does it cost money? Is it like the rest of your bureaucracies? What exactly is that? And can you explain the 15.5 billion dollars that was just committed by the same government that's asking for four billion for FEMA? How does it give 15.5 billion so we could build electric stations all across the country? and then say we don't have the four billion for FEMA because they're stealing the money, and nobody wants to talk about this. Instead, we're talking about the assault rightfully so, on the pushback against this, the intimidation by a third-world government to imprison and impugn anybody that runs against the mafia. That's what we're really witnessing. Al in Wisconsin. Oh, hi,
8: Sean. I want to mention that Uniparty is a lot phonier and less entertaining version of TV wrestling. Now, you grew up in Chicago. Maybe you watched Channel 26 TV wrestling
2: on Are the weekend. Not? I was at the stadium with the Crusher and the Bruiser, the Cousins of Mayhem and Chaos. Baron von Raske, what do you about. want to talk about? I love that stuff. Yeah.
9: Well, anyway, okay,
8: so they'd have a preview of the uh, two wrestlers along and say, I'm gonna smash your ugly face and say, Yeah, I want to rip your arm off and beat you over the head with it. Well yeah. they'd have their match, put on a show and go out
0: drinking with your afterwards because they're really buddies on the same side. Yeah, oh yeah. The that's the
2: yeah, you're right. The only difference is wrestling didn't have any transgenders. They did have gorgeous George though.
8: Chuck and Dullivan. Hey, uh a lot a lot of stuff going on. Uh, All the people will be coming up here to Lake Geneva this weekend, all the firemen and all the streets and sanitation, everybody coming for their winter homes and stuff coming up here. uh, How do you identify them? Do you count
2: the stretch marks? How do you identify them exactly? Well, usually they're really
8: big and fat, and Uh. they eat a lot of pizza when they go to these places. You're always eating pizza and uh, too many carbs for me. And uh, (laughs) so anyway, I wanted to tell you about these charging EV stations. I just opened up this big box store. All right. and they had the even charging stations the electricians were trying to hook everything up they sent I don't know where this stuff comes from and they sent everything out no directions in the box. I call the hotline to get help and it's in East Indian Pakistan sure and then I asked for the representative to tell me you know hey well what what part is this or whatever you know I'm sending stuff back and forth I couldn't understand them
2: yeah did you, I, I did don't you know what's ask going for on. ask for a copy of that Kama Sutra that, that you could use one. Thank you very much, and they'll know exactly what you mean. Uh, Jay, in transit. Jay? Hey, how are you? Good, how are you?
8: I am Well, I'm, I'm doing fine. I just wanted to remind you and all of our great listeners that listen to you and listen to me when I'm talking that we only lost this election. And let's not say this. Let's just allow them to pretend that we lost this election. But if that's the case, we only lost Georgia by 11,000 votes. We only lost Pennsylvania by 12,000 votes. And we lost my freaking north neighbors in Wisconsin by a piddly 20,000 votes. That's yeah. 44,000 votes total. Uh, we would not be in this situation. Jay, so but here's the
2: thing, brother. It's not as a problem I, as we think it is. I love, I love your attitude. I mean that. I love your attitude, and I, I, I love the way you put it, but that hinges on one thing. We have to believe that what the votes we lost by were legitimate, and I was doing election coverage that night, and I am here to tell you, we've done the, I've done the research between the, the, the ballot harvesting, the fact that they were hired Democrat groups that were showing up with bags and bags of ballots. We didn't lose yeah, jack, man. and I'm not going to play the game, brother. I'm not going to play the game. We can beat them at their own game. Listen to me. When you cheat me, we don't play again. I flip the table over. I break your hand that you cheated with. I don't say, okay, let's do it again. We'll wait four years and we'll see. What damage economically is one thing that's been done? What damage to the fundamentals have been done? Since this corrupt whore, who everyone knew was an asset of enemies, foreign and domestic, since he stole the office, what has changed as far as the rule of law in this country. Do you think... I've got another clip. Where is it? Do I have time? Ah, damn it. I'll play it when I get back. There's another Democrat sewer corrupt state. Used to be beautiful. Now they have the the Secretary of State. They will disqualify Donald Trump for an insurrection while he was the sitting president. Has anybody asked that? How could somebody be guilty of an insurrection as the sitting president? Doesn't matter. Because you could be a crook and steal $1.6 billion dollars from innocent people, and you have a bright future like John Corzine, or you could be pushing up against the corruption, and you'll be indicted, intimidated, and put into jail like you were an anti-abortion religious person. 312-642-5600.
0: This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer.
2: Stop trying to cheer me up with good music, squirrel. I like to be sour when I realize how robbed we've gotten. When it comes to the collusion with the Chinese Communist Party, it's really hard to pick the biggest scumbag. You know, there's always going to be Diane Feinstein. How's she doing? She, I heard she's going to a sock hop with Jimmy Carter this weekend. And her low-life scumbag husband, may he burn in hell, Richard, also known as Dick Bloom, He's the B in CB Richard Ellis, and since the 80s, he was interwoven in the Chinese investment boondoggles like Hunter Biden. They used to launder a tremendous amount of money. I think at the time of his death, he had, what, $230 million in uh, investments in Chinese real estate alone? And then there's Nancy and her stinky hammer husband. How does he make the hammer stink, Squirrel? Don't think about it. In the meantime, Nancy Pelosi, when you add up her assets, her vineyards, her husband's stinky hammers, They're close to at least 400 million, give or take.
10: So uh, we we don't have shared values, but we have a shared uh,
2: planet. Oh, she's got a little bit of a Mitch. She's got a glitchy Mitch. In the meantime, she's talking about the Chinese party, the Chinese communist mafia, China. We don't have shared values. Then why did you and your husband, Dianne Feinstein and her husband, why are you all invested in it? You don't have any shared values, and they're so bad. Let's hear to Glitchy Mitch, also known as Nancy Pelosi, again.
10: So uh, we have we don't have shared values, but we have a shared uh, planet, and we have to work with the Chinese to to um, Uh save the planet because they're now I think the biggest emitter, if not us, they're second, and um, and they're part of the solution in all this.
2: Brilliant! It's no wonder she made all those hundreds of millions. She's clearly got a mind for just concise, direct. New theories, new inventions. She could see it all. And then there's Gina Raimondo, who wishes she was in on the scam mafia the way Nancy is. She's there, but I think her net worth is what, Square? Last time I read it was about 40 $40, 37000000 She's just a peon.
11: President Biden has done a magnificent job through his career in developing a great relationship or a productive relationship with President Xi.
2: Sure, because he's a traitor. And J.J. Ping has been buying him. For decades. And now you're just starting to realize it. And that's why you caught yourself with about your relationship. Because you don't want to tip it off. But don't worry. You're being protected immensely.
5: The Justice Department is rejecting a pair of congressional subpoenas as House Republicans ramp up their scrutiny of the Hunter Biden investigation. Judiciary Committee Jim Jordan sought the testimony of two FBI agents who were at an October meeting with David Weiss, the U.S. attorney and now special counsel, overseeing the investigation into the president's son. In a letter obtained by CBS News, the DOJ shot down Jordan's request, saying, quote, given these opportunities for further discussion, we believe seeking to compel testimony from FBI agents directly involved in the ongoing investigation is premature. So the Department of Justice
2: is protecting the syndicate, the crime boss and his crack-smoking, mongering sister-in-law-banging son. Uh-huh, and the same time they're going after the ex president for an insurrection while he was the sitting president. makes perfect sense to me, Tom in blue Island
9: hey, Sean ditto's brother i I agree with you. I love that gentleman's passion that just called,
8: but listen when they shut down the- when they shut down the voting, Trump was up fifty seven to forty two in Pennsylvania, and he was up double digits in Georgia, Wisconsin, and Michigan. We didn't lose Wisconsin by 20,000 votes. We didn't lose Georgia by 12,000 votes, and we didn't lose Michigan either. They stole the election, like you said, and I refuse to accept their credit. Oh, boy, oh, boy, you guys were so close. We only lost by 20,000. stick it in your ear to a bunch
0: of criminals?
2: Yeah, and and you know, when you when you are engaged in anything, whether it's a card game with a cheat, whether it's a fight in a parking lot, and you think it's Marcus of Queensberry, and they're rough and tumble, you're going to lose, because they're willing to do anything to win. And they've got a lot to, to protect. I want you to think about, there's a reason I played Nancy Pelosi, worth $400 Diane Feinstein, Richard Bloom, why do you think they're keeping that old bag alive? To keep the scam going. Not to mention John Corzine. John Corzine went on from a governor, Goldman Sachs, governor of New Jersey, stole $1.6 billion. He's back on Wall Street. Never fingerprinted. Went before the entire world. I, I, I don't know. I don't know where the money is. Can you imagine this? It's, it's, it, 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 it's completely preposterous. This idiot, who they pretend is the president, not only is bribed by enemies, Right, by We got all the evidence in the world. He's clearly suffering from dementia. Clearly. It's not even close. Every day
0: across this country, ordinary people get up and do extraordinary things. Thanks to them, we're going to continue to grow our economy from the middle out the
2: bottom up. Every economic number is terrible. The national debt is so insurmountable that just the interest alone we cannot afford anymore. And he's growing the economy from the middle. What's happening in the real world, if you can sustain this, congratulations, you're rich. If you're working your ass off, you're drowning every day. And those people who are in charge of our economy, they think you haven't had enough pain yet. Here's an overlord. You never heard her name. It's Mester, Mr. Whatever. I can't make a call without flipping her over.
6: The monetary policy actions taken to date are helping to moderate demand in both product and labor markets and to alleviate some of the imbalances that have contributed to price pressures. Real output growth has slowed from a very robust pace in 2021. Supply is also adjusting with disruptions in supply chains. I uh,
2: you yeah, she's a tiger in the sack. She goes on with that melodrama to tell you it's not bad enough yet. Federal Reserve, my ass. Uh, uh, where are we going to go? Brian Lombard. You're flat
8: out
11: guilt tripping me.
2: I didn't guilt doing tribute.
11: nothing wrong.
2: All right, tell me when you're done fighting with your wife. Let's take Brian when he's done fighting with the wife, although I like a good fight with the wife on Friday before a long weekend. Should have a wonderful time the rest of the day. Mitchell in this plane. Are you fighting with the wife, you Mitch? Sure, you know that Henry- no, I, I'm not married. <laughs> oh, <thank laughs> <Good. you>.
11: Um <laughs> I saved myself a lot of heartache. Uh, by the way, here's the deal: Henry Kissinger still alive. Number one. Number two: the perennial swing states where this was a stolen election in 2020 goes back decades. When <laughs> Kennedy lost, or when Kennedy basically won over Nixon, you know it was a stolen election. Evelyn uh, Lincoln told um, in her memoirs that LBJ in Texas, West Virginia, Sam Giancana, and you know Jimmy
2: Hoffa, and of course Mayor Daley, they wanted a they, they wanted him in, and that they it was they Did you see see the video in Philadelphia as the mail truck came in when they shut the countdown? Did you see the bags and the bags and the bags? And you see the evidence in Arizona? Same-day voter registration? More than, what, 1,500 people registered to the same fracking address on the same-day registration? Come on, now. We're going to rev up and vote. Get out the vote. Get the hell out of here. It's time to see you take all those ghetto areas and live in them. Thank you very much. Got a bunch of new people there now. Uh... I think John and Jenna was going to be mad at me by the time we're done. But we'll start off nice. Hi, John.
8: Hey, how you doing? Uh, <laughs> here we go again. I called you Dan last time. Sean, great show. Listen, I think if you're going to indict a former president, there better be damages done. What damages were done? They won. And I mean, you know what's over- funny, John? The, the way
2: that he speaks from New York, Right. When he was saying, uh-huh. Look, there's a lot of problems in your voting system. You know, all I need is 11,000. Just <laughs> right. do it, you know, make sure that they're all valid. But he didn't speak clearly. He spoke New York. And what these idiots in Washington yeah. know, they know exactly what he meant. But what they know is they can yeah. sell this to their simps that can't figure out it's a mafia. And the ones who are in on it, they'll shut the hell up because they know now that this Dimwood and Diapers stole the office, the money is flowing like never before. If you're in La Cosa and no, Austria, you've never made money like this. They're making money for all kinds of dung. So you've got all the scum that's in on it. You've got the morons that are too stupid to see it. And then you've got us who keep wanting to play by the rules. Well, I got news for you. You could be the toughest guy in the world. You go out in a parking lot with a little guy who's rough and tumble, you're going to get your ass kicked. And that's exactly what we face in these Democrat sewers. Thank you very much, brother, for the call. 312-642-5600.
0: Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The
8: Answer. I'm getting drunk on a plane.
2: I knew, I knew, when you talk about John Corzine, there are only specific people that know it and remember it because there were only that amount of people that were affected by it this should be a name that's in everybody's mind that is not in the democrat mafia and the idea that this low-life rat walks free shows you how there is a tale of two americas michael in chicago knows that
9: hey sean thanks for taking my call
12: thanks for making it
9: yeah hey so i just wanted to share my story back uh when i was down at the board and we used to square the books away at the end of every month uh i want to get into the whole like Nomenclature, but like the, the true ups, we would call them. Uh, whenever we did stuff with MF Global, it would never reconcile. And it, this would just go on for like, you know, a long time, months and months. We usually like kind of laugh about it after a while. I mean, you know, eventually we just stopped doing less and less uh, business uh, or any uh, trace through them. Yeah. But uh, look looking back, you know, when we were laughing about it, I, I think like, well, you know, how did like this A, how did the CFTC not even know? Because, I mean, I mean, you know, you're you're done at the mark. you know how all that stuff works. Like it yeah. would be impossible uh, for that to go on and on like that without somebody catching, you know, a whiff of it somewhere. You and had to the funge
2: uh, every day, right? In theory, mm-hmm. traders you had to funge every day. So every day, Corazine knew what money they had and they held how many how much money did they hold just from locals, let alone businesses. Yeah.
9: Oh the locals. You know there are a lot of locals. This doesn't really get talked about. How many like lives that they've ruined? I mean, I, oh. there it doesn't really get talked about. But a, a few of those guys, you know, um, I heard through the grapevine, you know, committed suicide and then things I know. like that. You know, it did how many divorces? A, a lot of families. Divorces. Well, you take, oh yeah, all that. You,
2: a dear friend of mine was, was one of is one of the best traders I know, and that's where he had his money. Now here you're talking about a guy that makes money every day, and you put him out of work for almost a year. They held every asset he had. You mm-hmm. know, and, and luckily he had people that he had, he was smart. He had other other things going for him. But how do you quantify the damage you did to six thousand guys? Because that's roughly who you affected, just in Chicago, right? Oh, let, yeah, alone, let alone let alone yeah. the people who had their retirements. And like John Corzine says himself, when he says, "I can't find the money." Farmers, how many guys lost their fracking businesses? And this low life bastard makes a comeback. You could only do that because the Democrat Party was bribed to carve out favoritism and keep the law off of him, like Hunter Biden. And nobody it's talks about
9: gotta it. got to be the only way. No, Listen, it's true. this corruption really ticks it.
2: up. It goes right to that moron who likes big butts, and he cannot lie. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> you're Thank welcome. You. you know, really, I mean, that's the kind of sickening. So now we're supposed to take all of these mafia guys are the ones who give you the vote. You know, you're like, it's like rolling dice with Big Jilly. But Jilly, there are no dots on this dice. I remember where they are that's exactly the kind of game you're playing with these low-life scumbags and he went before congress and nothing happened he was at the helm and really
1: what followed that which was this crackdown this whole slate of new regulations and
2: scrutiny that the futures industry got following you know that incident which you know but he never had to abide by those new regulations only guys who wanted to start businesses
5: only guys who were in business but he he walks. The accounts have not been reconciled to date. As the chief executive officer of the MF Global holding company, I ultimately had overall responsibility for the firm. There were
2: Not one day. This is, I mean, you know, but what do you expect? It's, it was Obama's administration. And what did Obama's
0: administration produce? The Financial Times and the Wall Street Journal have heard me say it before. started calling my plan Bidenomics. Bidenomics is the
2: government takeover of your life and the bankrupting of your future and generations yet unborn. $35 trillion overnight? Nobody gives a rip. 312 642
0: This is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. You have to
2: be a political junkie to watch C-SPAN. Luckily for you, I'm one of those guys. After Donald Trump shocked the Duchess of Chaffington and won the office of the presidency, there was a congressional hearing, and at that time, the most notable communists and Marxists and socialists in government called before Congress the owners, the heads of social media outlets in Silicon Valley. It was... In those negotiations that the immediate bastardization of social media took place. That's when Zuckerberg really stepped in line. That's when the moron with the beard who used to own Twitter and the rest of them all became assets of the mafia, the government supremacies. Now, the good news is this is still a free market country. So there will be young guys who notice the same thing I noticed and say, I'm going to start my own. My next guest is one of those guys. His name is Jason Shepard. He is the founder of Wimkin Social Media. Jason, I love when you join me. How are you, kid?
1: Sean, sure, I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me again.
2: No, I love, I love the idea that uh, you know when, when, when you're on the day of it and the day after, people listen to it and they check out Wimkin Social because this is important because um, you know you have to recognize the problem if you're going to change it, and I believe that. In the future, this will be identified properly as the most corrupt time in America. This will be referred to as American Dark Ages. But it'll it'll have the, the free media sites, the free social media sites to reference, and that's what I really believe Wimkin social media is. How do you see it?
1: You know what? I, I very much hope you're right. I mean, we have, uh, obviously, uh, the Digital Services Act, which is coming out of um, EU right now, and then we obviously have the uh, Restrict Act that we're going to have to deal with here shortly, but um, I believe you're 100% right. And, Sean, you know, it, it all starts with awareness. And, and last time I did your show, we had over 5,000 users sign up in one hour. So I'm very oh, appreciative of that, and I think awesome. uh, we're, we're hopefully making a dent in uh, the Chicago area for sure.
2: Well, you know what's, what's sad, Jason? People don't realize the bureaucracy, and they don't realize the Gestapo tactics of the bureaucracy. Now, it wasn't long ago G.G. Sowen Uh, was going to be in charge of all this communication on the internet and all the rest of it did she get the appointment and what has happened have you felt the wrath of the government what are the bills you're facing and how are you being extorted
1: well, um, I, I believe last time we touched on the fact that we were subpoenaed um, by the U.S. DOJ uh, regarding uh, January 6. We also had two demand letters uh, from signed by Benny Thompson himself. On uh, they wanted absolutely every piece of information on every user on our platform, which was ex- extensive overreach. Um, but actually, after we said no to all of that, um, knock on wood, I'm really going to knock on wood. Um, we Me have too. not actually, yeah, uh, we have not had to deal with any more of that. But I mean, just. It wasn't like us saying, no, I mean, I'm not going to completely poke the bear. I mean, I'm not that dumb, so to speak, at this point in time. But, um, you know, just the way our platform's set up, uh, we don't verify email addresses, we don't take phone numbers, we don't take credit card numbers, and we certainly have an encrypted messenger system. So there was nothing we could have provided them anyways.
2: So on Wimkin. What are the people allowed to do? Tell the people, educate them who haven't been there. Is it like a Twitter? Is it similar to a hat? What exactly do you structure it after?
1: Well, to be quite honest, Sean, um, it's more or less like a Facebook meets a Twitter, meets a YouTube, and meets a TikTok. We have all those features. We have a Patriot Marketplace. Uh, we have video chat uh, for up to 20 people. So if you want to use it as an encrypted Teams or, you know a, um, uh, I guess, a, a Zoom or something of that nature, you can. Um, every single feature that is pretty much out there across social media is we have. And what individuals can do is pretty much they can do and say anything they want as long as they're not threatening another user um, and they're not you know, committing any type of crimes uh, in terms of harassment, trying to sell drugs, things of that nature. And um, realistically, no, porn, uh, no pornography and no nudity. And that's, that's pretty much our roles.
2: You know, this is very interesting to me, and I'm going to tell you why. I want to take it in two different directions. In Chicagoland area, the quality of life is being destroyed by these rabid gangs who who operate unfettered, and the smash and grabs and the nonsense, and come to find and the drug dealing as well. Come to find out, a large amount of these gangs themselves incriminate themselves. They have Facebook, they have Twitter, and they post a lot of this stuff. Yet it seems that they Twitter and Facebook can never really crack down on the street gangs now i don't know what it's like after musk put his ex on it and all the rest of it but this was a problem prior to this is it easy for social media operators to identify nefarious actors selling uh, uh... stolen items or drugs or the rest of it is that something how have you been able to police that i'm curious
1: um... actually it is i mean we can track an ip address now individuals can come on through a virtual private network they can mask their i p of course and things of that nature but You know, when it comes down to, you know, what you're talking about, gang members and, you know, individuals posting criminal activity, boasting and things of that nature. I mean, legitimately, if you think about this, Facebook instituted a check-in feature. Now, Wimkin does, we offer that as well. I mean, but you can check in pretty much anywhere in the world on Facebook. And if you remember, um, and I'm I'm pretty sure your users and yourself are privy to this, but when Parler actually... um, was having live streaming and things of that nature uh during january 6th you know i bet you the parlor aspect of people's gps locations not being scrubbed through their live videos it resulted in five to six hundred of the j6 prisoners arrests and um so if it's that easy for them to do at the parlor and you have facebook which is the cream of the crop for technology in terms of social media they could do anything they want and they just don't want to hurt the left plain and simple
2: you know, I, I talk about that, that C-SPAN when they were having Zuckerberg. And I, the, I, the, the guy who, who really kind of frauded, in my opinion, uh, uh, Elon Musk and sold him a bag, of, a bill of goods in Twitter. I can't remember his name. Dorsey? Dorsey. They had yeah, him. Yeah, Dorsey. They had them in, in front of Congress. And the language that was being used by, specifically, AOC, Cortez. Um, mm-hmm. It was interesting how she was knuckling them under to comply. And if you realize, that was 2016. And you look at what's happened after January 6th. Was there a fast track to be able to, to in your opinion, to be able to have that instantaneous who's there, who's not, and the videos and such?
1: I do believe there was a fast track. I mean, we saw it um Realistically, I mean, I think everyone knew on the conservative side when we started getting shut down on these sites for just basically sharing an opinion that didn't go, you know, with the narratives of big tech and mainstream media and obviously the left. But, yeah, I I believe 100 percent that it did. And, um, you know, it's plain as day in the Twitter files that, you know, they suppressed the Hunter Biden laptop uh, laptop story. They suppressed anything they possibly could that did not fit the narrative and now we're into the judge dowdy case and a case out of uh florida and texas where the biden administration is trying to appeal the fact that they should be able to tell social media companies what should be online and what should not
2: you know what's interesting to me as we look at what happened in maui and you look at the mm-hmm. way in which all information was stifled and to this day information is stifled in fact i sent honey bunny who's my producer i sent her a clip about the black fence going up around the burn site by the time she tried to load it for a clip it was gone so you're seeing a massive Mm -hmm. amount of censorship in real time of events that's happening and that's the only explanation i have how you could still fluff up somebody who clearly is suffering from a dementia but is also lying in real time about important economic numbers i mean how how is no real bad information being circulated that has to come with a with a Pravda aspect to social media, where they're only running good stuff. It's very hard to even get clips to this point. So, do you think they're 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 offensive now with the administration as it as it exists to pump out false propaganda in real time?
1: I do. I, I think that there it's actually. I would say probably two to three times as, as hard and as fast coming as it's ever been um, due to the fact that we have elections coming up. We have um, Trump trials coming up and uh, you know, you, you can just look on, you know, if you still use Facebook and even Twitter still to this day, because Linda of the is now in there, but you can look on these feeds and you can see that, you know, they are definitely being manipulated. And um, you're a hundred percent right about the Mali videos because we've seen some stuff that was shared with us and, now it's not shareable anymore. It's completely no. gone from either the YouTube links that they gave us or the Facebook links that they gave us. You know, again, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. So how are you shutting down someone's opinion? And it's certainly facts of video. I mean, you have people that are on site in these places taking photos and taking pictures and taking uh, videos and What right do you have to shut something down that someone says, hey, something's not right here? You're allowed to question something. Well,
2: you know what else is surprising me? And I I watched this during the uh, Iraq invasion early on, and there were so many people protesting, right? The violence, Code Pink, but they were on the left, and the media would cover it, and uh, the woman would camp outside Bush's ranch. And now you sit here on this proxy war that we're having, and whatever side you're on, the one undeniable reality is there are a tremendous amount of people dying, yet you can never really get that number. And when you ever try to even search anything, on, I, I do it, but I have to go through different world news outlets. But if you even try to search information about the conflict before the, between the former Soviet Union countries, you can get nothing. It's almost as if I was looking for stuff in Africa, as we have, what, nine coups in the last three years, you can get no information on it. This has to be something that is manipulated from Mount High. This has to be coming from the government right down to the social media outlets, right down to all aspects. Even as as phones are taking videos, how can we not see any of this?
1: Yeah, I, I'm 100% on board with that. I mean, to be honest with you, too, to even bring it back into our country, and I guess the entire world, to be honest with you, because things were being shared In the early onsets of COVID from Italy, Spain, even China that was, I guess, somehow got out of China because China's completely pretty much shut down to the Internet. But, um, you know, what they did with COVID numbers here and people talking about their personal experiences with, um, you know, the five governors, mine being one at the time, Tom Wolf, actually mandating COVID individuals that were positive to go into nursing homes. And those numbers were certainly tossed around and they were shut down all the time. Uh, you couldn't post Worldometer, um, which was a, a real-time COVID site where people actually had pretty accurate reporting of what was going on, and you just had the, maybe the point nine percent death rate or even below that that was worldwide. Yeah. I mean, it was shut down completely for fear. That's what they wanted to do. They wanted to push their fear and their fear-mongering and to get people basically to fall in line.
2: Now, your site has been in existence. What year did you find Wim- Wimkin Social?
1: Uh, we launched on the app stores in August of twenty twenty and we were shut down by january of twenty one
2: <laughs> so now do you have an app you can you have, you have an app now right why do I think you do yeah we we
1: yeah. we've always had the apps yeah i mean uh we they were always available, but um when Apple Deep platformed us, we couldn't but but yeah, we fought for eight months didn't uh change anything, but just took uncensored out of our name, and then we won uh entrance in that regard but but, yeah, we were number one on the app stores when we were banned, um you know, so it was definitely very uh, calculated moves on their part to get us to be uh, removed from the app store and not get people to be able to download us or find us
2: now do you work inter and, and have an interactive way to to for somebody to post on your site and other alternative sites i remember that technology existed i had a company years ago and we would want to have a, like an advertisement and we'd be able to advertise on Instagram and Facebook and all this stuff. There was one app you could put the app on and it would shoot out to everything. Does that still exist now? Can somebody have Wimkin and somebody have Ashat or as it's called Facebook and we have another uh, uh, Freedom Square and things like this where you can multi-upload things to social media sites or does that not, technology not exist? And I'm asking you that because I know that's the kind of stuff you create. Um,
1: it still does exist in some parts. Now, there are some ones that are you know conservative sites that are not allowed to be a part of that. We tried to get on a few, and, of course, we were shut down due to the press we got with uh, being blamed for the alleged insurrection. But, um, no, so actually they still do exist, but we actually have something on our platform. So when you actually upload or share something, you can hit the share button on the post, and you can post it to any app you have, and you could uh, – you know, even send it through Messenger, and you can also send it even via text message and email.
2: So, when you saw the the tapes released to Tucker Carlson, those were that was security footage from inside the Capitol. Mm-hmm. Um, you your site already had people that took videos from their phones and released it. Were those videos from your participants who were at January sixth? Were they seized by the government, or do they still exist where people can go on and watch? Because since those videos were released by Kevin McCarthy to uh, Tucker Carlson, they were only showed once. Nobody's really seen an alternative uh, to, the, to the mantra that the government wants you to have. Have you looked at, at numerous hours of tapes? Is there that, that duality of, yes, there was violence, but there also was not violence? Have you Have you seen more than the average person?
1: I have definitely seen more than the average person, and um, we helped uh, Brandon Strzok. Uh, he actually built WalkAway thro- uh, Social with us. He's the founder of WalkAway. Mm-hmm. And, you know, after learning his story and what he went through just standing on the um, the stairs of the uh, the Capitol and not even going in, not doing anything, and he gets, uh, you know, an actual mind, house arrest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Brandon, you know, he's a personal friend. And that's when we started going through things. And, you know, we he doesn't want a social site that shares things of that nature. He wants to have testimonials, but he's like, man, we got to tell everyone to get your, you know, their videos and their experiences over there. But the only ones that I know that were really seized, um, they weren't seized from us. We we provided nothing to the government, but um, Parler did for sure. Facebook did. Twitter did. Um, but, you know, as, as far as. Any, any video that doesn't go against our guidelines, again, which is pornography, nudity, or anybody trying to, you know, threaten somebody or hurt somebody through a, a video, they will always live in perpetuity on our platform with an actual permalink. So they will be there forever. So if those videos exist on our platform they, and they're uploaded to our platform, they will never leave.
2: There's a vacuum for news of honesty and integrity. Clearly, there is. Now you see the media writ large become a pravda for government, and Fox included in that. Um, have you thought about taking Wimkin and also offering a 24-hour news cycle where you have a few people who are talking about the lead stories people are posting? Is this something you've considered? I think there is a, an avenue here for uh, Wimkin and other sites to grow in their own organic news outlets. Have you given this thought?
1: We have, and do you want to be a part of
2: it? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I'll tell <laughs> you, you what. be I'm a nice very, anchor. I'm very interested. Thank you very much. Well, I think this <laughs> needs to happen, right, because I remember – How Fox was born, right? I remember at the time. And they carved out a way because they were giving an an alternative to the the stated uh, information where now... News outlets are really failed actors and actresses that are just reading talking points. And what I'm witnessing now, they're all Democrat talking points or they're all government talking points. Mm-hmm. They're all about growth. That's how we saw this last debt ceiling increase. So there needs to be an avenue where somebody is coming out and they're, they're talking about the real pertinent facts. And I'm dying for somebody to do that. So if you want to do that, I'll be more than happy to help you, brother, in anything I could do. And that's how important I think it is. We, everybody needs to come together at this particular point. This to me is about saving, the idea and the principles of Americanism versus turning us over to a light Soviet society. I'm, I don't want to do that. I don't want my grandkids to grow up like that. So whatever I could do to help you. And in the meantime, keep me posted. In the, and where do I tell the people? Wimkin social media. What's the best way to get to it? Uh, guys, you can find us at Wimkin.com.
1: W-I-M as in Mary, K-I-N as in Nancy.com. That stands for World Must Know Now. I don't have a free speech, and you can also find us in the app stores as well uh, under that same name. And um, I'm on Twitter, uh, even though I lost 700,000 followers, and I can't get that account back. And we're also on Facebook uh, with about 80,000 people on our Facebook page.
2: You know what I want to ask you, Jason? Seriously, uh, uh, it's astonishing to me that Elon Musk was forced to go through with that purchase. He revealed that Dorsey was lying about the followers, about the advertising numbers. How is mm-hmm. that permissible? And are you sad you weren't in on that deal? Because I'm sure you could use the $44 billion. He actually had far less than half of what he said. I can't believe that happened. Could that only happen with a corrupt I, government?
1: I can't either, and I don't know. I mean, so obviously Twitter has shareholders, and they're involved in these these situations and these uh, these transactions. So if you have Jack Dorsey knowingly defrauding his people, why isn't he in prison?
2: Because he's a Democrat. For the same reason John Corzine isn't. (laughs) I'll tell you what, brother. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for everything. Thank you for Wimpkin, and thank you for making yourself available. Jason Shepard, I appreciate you.
1: Thanks so much, Sean. I appreciate you.
2: We'll be back with your calls and comments.
0: He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer.
2: Oh, squirrel. I remember watching that. That's how old I am. The real one, not these new remakes. Still no information about that fence, huh? No information about what's going on with the land grabs. What's going on with the real estate brokers? Where was that clip there, lovely? Honey Bunny, I know I had it somewhere. Uh, In the meantime, where is it? What side is it on? Left-hand side, bottom of the page. we got a new board here, people. You have no idea how close we've been to... That's uh, Ukraine war, Hi, bunny. All right, we'll figure it out. In the meantime, uh, Rich, Indian Head Park.
10: Hey, Sean, how are you doing tonight?
2: Good, if I could find this clip, though. You know how that annoys me. I got it right here. Hold on, Rich. Realtors, people in the real estate industry, are calling your family and your friends who have lost everything to, to buy their plots of land
11: it is disgusting. We have real estate investors and speculators going around, calling our victims, offering to give them cash and buy their property. It is disgusting. It's a land grab. And I know that our lah- Lahaina community, we are resilient and we will do whatever it takes to protect Lahaina.
2: And that's- but nobody wants to talk about what started the fire. You know, like the people are suing the electric company and Biden wants to give them more. He gave 95 million to the electric company to burn them all out. Brilliant. Go ahead, Rich.
11: Oh, yeah, what I wanted to say is my daughter is starting her 27th year as a teacher. She's a oh, high school darn English. You.
2: <laughs> she, My 72. word. 72. Wow. Uh, you look fantastic. Go ahead.
11: <clears throat> and uh, she's an English teacher, uh, and it's her birthday on Monday, and I just wanted to know if you could wish her a happy birthday.
2: Absolutely. What's her name? Tiffany. Happy birthday to you, Tiffany. And my brother and sister-in-law. Thank you very much, Rich. All right. Thanks, Sean. Have a Rich, good weekend. You too. You too. In the meantime, this is annoying me right here. It's one of the big concerns as as they search for the missing and the dead is that Lahaina doesn't lose its spirit, right? That that people from the outside don't come
7: and rebuild and turn. Listen,
2: while, you're, while you're searching for your grandmother and your nephew, I'd like to buy you a piece of land there. All right.
7: ...into a tourist Mecca.
2: We've already
11: been displaced enough, and, you know, we, we plan to have a seat at the table in rebuilding Lahaina and ensuring that the rich cultural history of Lahaina is protected and that the multi-generational families get to come back
2: home. You know about this section, Squirrel? This is where the people lived, the poor people. This is where they lived. The problem was it was right on the water. So Oprah and a lot of these guys had their eye, it wouldn't sell because they had it for generations. They figured out a nifty way to get him to sell, though. It's very interesting. Scott, in the armpit of where are you from? What armpit? Naperville. Naperville. Oh boy. Well, the the so that I'm, Riverwalk was always nice. Is that not nice anymore? Well, they've
1: been selling drugs down there for some time, Sean. I don't know why more people don't talk about that. But are uh,
3: they really?
1: Yeah, that's a little, you know, kiddie little drug kind of pickup over that way.
2: Did you did you ever, there was a rosebud there. It's one of the last places I went with my friend from high school who died, Kutch. Uh, is that rosebud still there?
9: Uh, the one that was, the original one that was like right on the corner there. That one, and I think they moved it like about a block away. It's right off
1: of Washington now, I believe.
2: Well, sure, you don't want to, you don't want a guy selling drugs when you're trying to sell a Linguini. I get it. All right, hey, go honey, ahead.
1: Honey, look what that kid doing over there.
2: Yeah, exactly. Go
1: ahead. Hey, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm losing patience with this, the thought of this whole thing. But, you know, the, the one thing I'm thinking about is if the Senate in 2016 had enough sense to keep
2: uh, Garland off of being, you know, with the Supreme Court, why are they not going after him right now? Because he's a part of the oligarchy. I mean, I, to be honest with you, his, his father-in-law was a major part of the oligarchy. You know, this guy's worth $40 million and nobody can explain a good reason why. It's a, it's a real interesting thing. But you have to understand, this is this is the argument I have. I want to defund it all. I want to tear it all down. The FBI has to go. Because what you see, this is the beauty of Trump being robbed. What you see is the absolute unequivocal reality that these entities that are supposed to be law enforcement agencies and protect us from the kind of corruption Joe Biden represents and the rest of it, they are strictly there to run cover for them. And that, so why is he not being removed? The the people who you want to remove him are lucky he allows them to keep their job. This is Soviet Union stuff, brother. And I'm gonna prove my point, Scott. Thank you for calling. Stay safe in Naperville, stay off the riverwalk. In the meantime, I'm gonna prove my point. Do you not remember this from really one of the guys who I think should be running for president, Josh Hawley? Do you remember this?
12: Not releasing the ten twenty three or talking about it as a matter of life and death. Question of life and death, you said. Explain. It is
7: potentially a question of life and death For whom? with regard to the source of the information,
12: so okay, so now we've confirmed that the document exists that's progress because the this is an
2: FBI top brass:
12: the FBI director initially denied that it exists. Why did he do that we, we have already and previously acknowledged the existence of the documents. yeah, after you first denied it now when a member of this committee read it. Right, the FBI. Let's just get the record straight. The FBI director initially said it doesn't exist. Then Senator Grassley said, "I've read it." Then he said, "Oh, okay. Well, gotcha. I guess it does exist." So
0: the most
2: aggravating part for somebody like me who understands how this works, this FBI moron, this fraud, he works for us, but answers to him. Now, when you're listening to this, aside from Josh Hawley being a wonderful, brilliant guy, who really sounds like the boss?
12: Now you're going back and forth with members of this committee, what's in it. Why don't you just release it? Is it classified? The document is not classified. Okay. Will you commit to releasing it?
7: Senator, we'll take that back and we will work with you in this committee. Uh,
12: How about just a yes or no? Will you commit to releasing this unclassified document that alleges that the president of the United States... The president of the United States has taken five million dollars or more in bribes from a foreign nation.
7: The document has already been released pursuant to a subpoena to the House. Think
2: about the FBI having that. Do you know how many guys I know from the neighborhood who, who, who were intimidated and extorted by the FBI because they were bookmakers allegedly or loan sharks? The FBI's got the paperwork. I got it. He took five million from the same guy who were given money to, and you're you're squashing it. You well then. Here's a simple, simple diagnosis. Then you're in on it, crooked bastards.
7: Oversight committee. Has it, it been released be, to this we, committee? We will work with this committee within the parameters that are established to meet Will the you request. release the document
12: to the public? It's unclassified. Don't you think the American people have a right to see it?
7: Uh, Senator, the document, as you know, contains sensitive information that has bearing on the life of the source of the information potential. Squirrel, who's the old bag that, that the homemaker
2: that uh, went to prison for lying to the FBI? Martha Stewart. Martha Stewart went to prison for saying she didn't get a phone call from her stockbroker that she. they said she got a year. They got the, they got the letter. Five million dollars. Got the account,
7: the transfer. What are you going to
12: do? You can redact the source's
7: name. We do this all the time. In some instances, Senator, and I know you know this, that is not sufficient to protect people. And that's what we strive and work to do each and every you know, day. You know who he's protecting? The dim wooden diapers and the sun. This
2: is, this is, this is Mexico. City. By, by the way, Mexico has said, I know that they're running and they're saying they're going to squash the cartels. Well, the Mexican government, Obador, who is a liaison of corruption for the Sinaloas and the rest of the cartels. He said, don't even think. About cracking down on the cartels. After all, who do you think runs this country? It's kind of like the Democrat mafia in America. Craig, I'm on Grandwood.
10: Hey Sean, thanks, thanks for taking my call. Sure, thanks for me. Making- I got, I got to tell you something right up front, man. I mean, your program starting right from the beginning today on fire, man. You're run, you're running oh, on thanks for sixty man.
2: I don't know if you were listening. I just got a. I think I got a job offer to be. A, what do you want me to be? A news guy? I think I'm going to take that one too. We're going to do both. Go ahead. No, I'm kidding.
10: The information you put out, uh, I and mean, in day in and day out, but today this program, when you guys are uh, like taking off for something, doing like a little virtual program, that first couple of segments, you got to put that on air, again. you got to have that running because, oh, yeah, you. You, you get the information out there. Now listen, oh. um, the thing with that people. Hey, I'm going to be praying for you, too, because the way you put the information out, I and mean, everything, you got a lot of these federal agencies, all these ABCs and everything yeah. like that they probably got you in their guns.
2: That's all right, brother. Come Say strong. Here, I'll brother. show you how thirty five Vikings sacked York. Go ahead.
10: Right. You were earlier talking about the, this financial stuff in hey, New York, it costs two hundred two hundred and fifty dollars a day per illegal to take and take care of them.
2: So got Boy, that sounds low.
10: Two fifty a day? They got so many programs for these people and everything how on earth can they be doing this in the United States of America, where vets and poor people they got squat? They they're taking bags for like getting a little bit of because this, a little bit of that. They've got this gold card going or something like that. What is going on here in this country?
2: Well, that's called the redistribution of wealth that uh, the Democrat mafia wants to hamper America and strengthen the enemies. The idea, too, is why why does anybody qualify for that, let alone people who have never paid into the system? That's another thing. I mean, there's a staggering side effect outside of that. You know, it turns out there's a little damage created by people who are not supposed to be here who realize they can never be prosecuted. They can do no wrong.
7: Mr. Benzman, I also pulled just a couple of headlines in preparation for the hearing today. Teenager arrested in rape and murder of autistic Maryland woman was illegal immigrant and known MS-13 member. Undocumented immigrant indicted on 11 counts of capital murder and abuse of a corpse that occurred in Montgomery, Alabama. That's just a couple. Are you listening
2: to that? So a woman suffering from autism was raped by an illegal alien. MS-13, bad hombre. Another one was a corpse.
3: I mean, what exactly is going on here? To any in Congress who do not believe we should enforce our laws, I would ask you this one question. What would you say to the American family that loses their jobs, their income, or their loved one, because America refused to uphold its laws and defend its borders?
2: I know what they'd say, Big Donnie. F you. Now pay me. Because like a real gangster. They get to pick the winners and losers. 312-642-5600.
0: He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer.
2: I hate a regular weekend squirrel, let alone a three-day weekend. Who the hell wants three days off? I certainly don't. You know, this when I, when I played the tape of the $15.9 billion going into this bull dung EV charging access, did you hear what she originally said? I find this to be interesting.
6: One of the reasons we're doing this road trip is to show people that, you know, you can travel across the country and be able to charge up. Most of the EVs now have an app. They can tell you where the charging stations are, whether they're full or not. But even part of this investing in America agenda is to address the issue of range anxiety. So we have range anxiety. It's like (laughs) these cars suck. They're absolute junk.
2: I wouldn't take one. That's how I feel about them. Not only that, I realize that. None of it is through supply and demand. This is all government steering. This would be illegal in the housing business. This would be illegal in virtually any investment. If this was an investment advisor steering people to ask to to, to invest and to participate, they'd go to jail. Only the government could get away with this kind of fraud. And I must have had three listeners send me pictures of existing EV that are broken, that are empty, because the people don't want them. People don't want any of this. Angela, Wisconsin. Hi, Sean.
11: Hi, glad Hi, yeah. to hear your voice again. Oh, thank you. Um, Do they do anything right? Everything is destruction with them. You know, I call this something lighthearted. All this right. weekend. I have a birthday uh, for myself, and oh. I just—I want—I want to admit that for many, many years <laughs> I get away with telling people I'm a Jack Betty 39. I, I think they just didn't know what Jack Benny was.
3: No, I, my
11: and, Auntie
2: Flory used to say that all the way up until she was 70. She looked beautiful, though. I have so to I'm, bump
11: it up to 49 now. I have to bump it up because uh, I can't get away with 49 anymore.
2: I'm sure you look beautiful. Happy birthday, and we're going to give you a shirt. Stay on the line, Angela. I appreciate that. But somebody who can never lie about her age is uh, is the uh, energy Commerce Energy Secretary, Jennifer Insider Trading Granholm. Here's a woman, another profiteer of policy, made, what, $1.6 million on this EV boondoggle? And now she's still in charge of the Energy Department. But she's addressing something that we all know. The people do not want this garbage. $7.5
6: $7.5 billion that, again, we've distributed to states. That $7.5 billion is to put 500,000 EV charging stations across the country.
2: The bottom line. Squirrel, you, you, do you know that the government never had to build one gas station? Oh, no. It was all entrepreneurs and men capitalized on real demand and sl- supply and real economics versus this Bidenomics. George in Naperville.
8: Sean, I know you had a migraine last night, but in the film White Heat,
2: James Cagney used to get horrible migraines, and he ended up on top of the world. Top of the world, Ma. That's one of my favorites. Top of the world, Ma. I love that movie. Ray, Chicago. What's up, Sean? Hi, Ray. Um, First of all, can
1: you please stop playing Kamala Harris clips of her laughing or making
2: speeches? I mean, it's so cringeworthy. I can't see, even make it. I, 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 oh, just, come on, Ray. No, let, me, let, me ask, let me find a little bit about uh, Ray. How, you mind if I ask what, how old you are? Give me just a general generation. How old are you? 24. Oh, see, you're a kid. You don't understand. You don't understand. Yeah, no. Now when you go to pick up on a girl, it's easy. It's easy like Sunday morning you pick up a girl. Uh, when you were my generation and you had to pick up a girl with $30 and girls with standards very difficult. We had to put up with a lot of nonsense. A lot of the communists, a lot of stupid laughing. So I want to reminisce for the guys who had to put up with that kind of nonsense all to get to where Willie Brown got just because he was a big boss. You see what I'm saying?
9: Oh my gosh. This is a lot to say. This is so cringe though. But all anyway, right. on another yeah. point yeah. Um, I like though the
1: interview yesterday with uh, I think Streets Trump
2: Yes. Fantastic interview. Wonderful woman. Um
1: About Wonderful. college. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. And um and I went to college, too. When you're 18, 19, you're not going to really know what you want to do with your life. I changed my major like six, seven times. You're That's taking weird. out these loans. You're subsidized by the government. And you're going to die with these loans, or you got to pay it off. And it's not bankruptible. So you're screwed. And 95% of college majors are BS.
2: No, I know, Ray. Really, but I feel terrible for you. How, 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 did you go through the whole thing? Do you owe all, a lot of money? What do you owe? Uh,
1: about 15
2: Oh, that's not bad. That's not bad. You could do that. Yeah. Now, listen, here's the deal. Whatever they tell you the payment is, you make two of them when you can, okay? And you knock down the principal yeah. because the way interest yeah. works, you're, it's called amortization. And, 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 and when you throw off that table, yep. every other payment is more towards the principal. You follow me? So whatever they tell well, you, yes, you try and do yeah. more, yep. all right? And you can work yeah. your way out of that. That's not the end of the world, kid. Thank you very much. There are people out there who have no idea what they signed up for. 300000 200000 And that's why you lie to naive kids. You give them no disclosure. Only a government could get away with that. Another reason in the private sector you go to prison. We'll be back after
0: this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... My next guest I've had the pleasure
2: of talking to once before. I love the organization he works for, Pacific Legal Foundation. He actually is a litigator who has worked for private firms, the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs. And he really protects the principle of law as the shield versus the weapon. He is Andrew Quino. Excuse me, I stuttered on your last name, Andrew. How are you?
13: Good, no problem. You, you did
2: Perfect. Oh, thank you very much. Thank Thank you. you. So, in Evanston, Illinois, there is a reparations program. The specificity of the program is vague at best. I'm not quite sure how it works. What are you looking for, and how can we help you?
13: Yeah, well, we're looking for some folks in Evanston that uh, are impacted by this program or who could otherwise benefit from this reparations program but for... Not having the right to race or ancestry so the the evanston reparations program it's it's been ongoing now for for four years they're just only now getting to distributing the funds to the i think there are over six hundred people that applied so far they've they've only been able to distribute about fifty nine um, to fifty nine people these funds but these these reparations are, are meant to address the historic discrimination against African-Americans in Evanston and the historical injustices in the black community in that area. And to qualify for these reparations, you have to be an ancestor, which they're defining as a, a black resident who had lived in Evanston from 1919 to 1916 or a descendant. So a someone whose parents, grandparents, great grandparents, et cetera, w- would be considered ancestors. Or someone that experienced housing discrimination in Evanston after 1969, but the priority for these reparations are going to uh, those who qualify as ancestors, those that lived, uh, black residents that lived in Evanston from 1919 to 1969, and and what what we're interested in is is the people that that have experienced housing discrimination in Evanston, uh, but wouldn't qualify for this. This is a, pro- a program that. Uh, is meant to address specifically uh, redlining, racially restrictive covenants. Uh, but if you don't have the right race or ethnicity, you, you don't get priority for for these funds.
2: You know, this is an interesting argument. Philosophically, the notion that reparations is allowed to even be considered is preposterous to me, as no one alive participated in. When you look at the country writ large, you have such a small number that trace back to the era of so-called uh, slavery in this country, and then you realize kind of the nuance of it, right? There were Irish slaves, there were Scotch-Irish slaves, there there were the Alt- Alt- Ulster Scots. There were so many people that were enslaved um, by the Barbary pirates that were white. There's all kinds of slavery, and then you have slave owners. There was a tremendous amount of black slave owners, including Willie Ellison, who was feared and notorious, a prior slave himself. So there's so much nuance going on. How do you somehow justify the redistribution of wealth? And the vast majority of the people were not even here. Their ancestors weren't here. How is this even allowed philosophically to be an argument?
13: Yeah. And, you know, generally, the the government is allowed in, in very narrow instances and very narrow exceptions to use race uh, or classify those by race when they're remedying. Past discrimination, and and it's you know if the government goes out of its way to to stop discrimination, then that's 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 a good thing. But they've got to do it in a way that satisfies the Constitution that that doesn't treat us uh, as groups rather than individuals. So if Evanston was approaching it from from that angle, that hey, we're 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 trying to address all discrimination that that took place in the fairest way possible. That doesn't, uh, that doesn't ignore individuality, um, then they might be on to something. But here they're saying, well, be, if you are a certain skin color, certain ethnicity uh, of certain ancestry from a certain time period, then we're going to presume that you suffered discrimination. And, and in the process, we're going to disadvantage people who, as you referenced, had nothing to do with it.
2: Yeah, Heavens- you blaming me for? Very diverse. You- your argument's not with me. The the very small portion of my family that was here during the time fought for the Union. So how about a thank you? Yeah.
13: And, and you know, you consider the diversity of, of Evanston. Uh, you have a, a lot of immigrants or people with, with immigrant backgrounds, um, people who uh, don't have a long history in Evanston, who are going to look at this and say, well... I, I don't have any claim to that history, and yet you're, you're putting the, the onus and the responsibility on me uh, for all of this. So, so, so we're looking for stories of people who, who are also just questioning this and, and saying, you know, why, why am I being disadvantaged? Why am I not benefiting from something like this? Because um, if the government's going to do something like this, it's got to do it in a constitutional manner, in a fair manner. Um, and, you know, that's what we're looking for. So your angle, I like this,
2: because what you're really doing is saying, look, if you're going to be in the big giveaway business, well, then you're going to give away to everybody. You're not going to be able to pick and choose winners because we don't know much about the selective process, do we?
13: Yeah. And, and you know, and, and that's that's the approach that the Constitution requires. What's so fascinating and, and really offensive by this program is even though they're saying, it's it's meant to address historic discrimination and racism. You don't have to prove if you're an applicant who who uh, is black or African American. You don't actually have to prove that you were subject to discrimination. And nowhere on the application does it ask you to provide proof that you suffered discrimination. Um, and it's very possible that someone that's applying that meets racial eligibility. Um, didn't go through that history, if they're going to be able to, to advantage, get, gain an advantage from this. Why not have a program that looks at each individual applicant and asks, what, what is the situation that, that you face that, that we can address? Well, I mean, the, the, the program is individually asking uh, or, or reaching out to, to the ancestors and verifying their ancestry. Why not just ignore the race and just look at the background? Yeah, and stories. why
2: not do a twenty-three uh, uh, and Me? Why not do a gene test? Because what happens if you are black and you trace back to a black slave owner? Now, do you owe money? How does it work? Yeah, so uh, it, there. Thankfully, there's no there,
13: there's no genetic tests that that they're implementing. I think the the um, the ancestry is is kind of a minimal, uh, kind of low threshold. You, you just have to prove largely your residency and then, you know, whatever, whether, whatever other records that you could provide that shows your ancestry. Because it, it's from the limited time of 1919 to 1969. Nonetheless, um, the fact that race is even a question, um, it poses a very high threshold constitutionally for Evanston to to overcome. And and, and I think the, the other problem with this, too, and, and something that that your listeners should be concerned about is. Evanston has triggered reparations programs and efforts across the country by pioneering this. Uh, other jurisdictions, other counties and cities, and notably California as, as, a, as a state, has started their own refer- reparations ap- efforts that has, that has gone pretty far. Um, it is a fundamental transformation of government and how government treats us. Mm-hmm. It is normalizing the idea that government has to look at our skin color and our ancestry rather than looking at look at us as individuals. And, and that's something that's that's very disturbing.
2: Well, that's what we were promised. I remember when Barack Obama was elected, he had said we're going to fundam- fundamentally transform things. And that's exactly what we've done. But there's an interesting aspect of what's happening with the government supremacists that we're dealing with. It's as if we didn't have laws that already dealt with this in 1965. I'm I'm. I was a real estate broker in Illinois for 25 years. I'm still one in Florida. We've already dealt with this idea. And if people were even even thought to be participating in steering, there was major liability from real estate brokers to bankers. This isn't something that was really needed by the by the way in which law had taken effect after 1965. Mm-hmm. It had only been approved on, I think, even as as recently as 93. So, um, you know, back then it, 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 it involved uh, sexual proclivities. So now that you have all of these laws that have been on the books for more than 20 years, why are we acting like we didn't have them? And where is the, where is the evidence of a problem in Evanston?
13: Right, exactly. And, and instead, instead of looking at what hasn't worked and what has been tried before, the, the solution here is let's do more of the same and and not address the, the root cause of all this. Because at the heart of all of this is is why why is housing so expensive? Uh, you know, this is a, this is ultimately a housing voucher program. They're trying to address housing discrimination. But, you know, really, what, what they're talking about is, is people that can't afford homes. Why, why can't they afford homes? I, you know, at, at, at some point, you have to say it's not about historical racism. Uh, what about government regulation, high taxation? Uh, people in Evanston have been complaining for the longest time of, of restrictive zoning uh, laws and high taxes. But ironically, they're, they they implemented a new real estate tax to pay for this reparations program. <laughs> they didn't have enough money to begin with, so they're going to say, "Well, well, let's tax the the current housing more uh, so we can get that that money." They're not going to address that though.
2: Well, you know what else is interesting? And I, I I've I understand why no one fights it, because they're afraid to be labeled or called a name by somebody who doesn't know them. But there's a very interesting thing that happened under the Obama administration, and that was he destroyed the principle of the bundle of rights. And he did this through Section 8 housing, which I found to be outrageous. It got very little coverage. It was, I think, back in 2011, where they took away the the property owner's right to not accept Section 8 housing. This is something I, I, I think uh, forever changed real estate, in particular, in very strong Democrat areas. So if I owned a, a, a three-flat and I had a unit that was for rent and it was advertised for rent, I could not not accept Section 8 vouchers. Mm-hmm. But the reality, Andrew, is very simple. People who, who accept Section 8 housing and vouchers, for the vast majority, would not get that property because they couldn't pay for it. And as you saw the landlord's inability to exclude, which is a bundle of right, right? If I own something, I have the right to exclude. I am a very anti-government person. I don't want any of their money, so I don't want to take their money. Yet I would be found guilty and actually have a suit against me. So there was never any real pushback for that, because years ago that would have been called blockbusting. Because what happens when there's Section 8 housing and there's people who are participating, more often than not, property values decrease. So why did no one put up a fight to this?
13: Well, probably because I, I wasn't around at the time to uh, raise the <laughs> issue on your show. Uh, and and I, and I wish I was. And and, and, and see, that, that that's this idea, again, that, that we're going to do more of the same, rely on government and big government and, and more regulations and the, the attack on individual rights to try and address uh, a problem that will ultimately lead to expansion of the problem. Um, you know, what, what, what happens to a developer, a, a property owner, a prospective landlord under those conditions, they're going to say, well, I'm, I'm just not going to do business at all uh, in, in Evanston or in Illinois in general. I'm just yep. not going to rent anyone because, and then, and then you have, fewer housing, fewer housing options, what's what's in existence becomes more expensive. And then someone down the road says, let's have a reparations program where we can uh, give money to people so they can pay for the expensive housing rather than address the root cause of why it's expensive in the first place. Is, is government not knowing what they're doing?
2: I think um, it's the mindset of a slave that the citizens have adopted. And I mean that. Because what they feel now is that their money is what the government allows them to keep. Versus arguing against the extortion that the government partakes in. And your expertise could really help people in Evanston. But also I'm wondering, are you thinking about expanding it in these Democrat sewer areas like Illinois, the formerly once great state, as they have broken the covenant of real estate itself with the American, where you are only to pay taxes on an ad valorem system. You are only to pay on the value of the asset. Now, we've somehow allowed the government to determine that value, and the only way we can argue is if we hire one of their lawyers, most likely like Mike Madigan, and you have his little mafia that, you know, gets it lowered and thrown on the commercial property. Why is there not much of a, of a pushback on a class action status? Because you're not paying in these areas based on the value of real estate. You're paying based on the liability of the government. And why has no lawyer ever put forward an argument to if you if the government says you're taxing somebody in a mediocre neighborhood fourteen thousand dollars a year fifteen thousand you know it's crazy what you see, then why doesn't the government have to cut that person a check if they can't sell their house? You said it was worth this, so you buy it. Let me get the hell yeah. out of here. Has that ever been pushed?
13: N- no, not not that I'm aware of. But that's definitely a, a very interesting approach that I'd love to look into further. Um, Plf has a, a very robust property rights practice group in Illinois is, uh, is one of our favorite targets. Uh, so that's definitely something I'd like to explore further. Why other attorneys haven't looked into it. Um, y- you know, I, I don't know. I think it, a lot of it has to do with, with also trying to find that challengers to it, trying to find people that would want to be part of that. A lot of the times no one wants to be bothered with that, especially when it comes to uh, to property rights and then owning property. But if the opportunity is there, it's definitely something that should be explored.
2: Another terrible atrocity my neighbors in Illinois are experiencing right now is that they are the victims of hoping that the government doesn't decide to put these, uh, I I, I guess, their housing situations temporary, though they say they are, and they're moving thousands of uh, illegal aliens, immigrants, into vacant properties that were part of the government. There are clubhouses, old, old gyms and parks and and there's an armory in Chicago where they're just moving thousands of people. Well, the experience is there's mayhem, drug dealing, prostitution, crime. Can the people sue because you've destroyed the peace and tranquility of the neighborhood that existed just weeks ago? Is there anything that the people can do?
13: Well there, there's certainly some options that could be explored. I think you know if we're, if we're talking about, uh, changes to the neighborhood that are, that cause an unreasonable nuisance. Yeah, you could, I mean, there there could be some sort of nuisance suit. Um, it's not, it's not uh, specifically in my wheelhouse, but I think that might be something that could be done depending on, on the property that is being forced to take in individuals uh, against, against uh, their will. Um, you know, you could, you could potentially have a taking involved there. Uh, but I think you mentioned that that a lot of these properties are, are government owned, so they can um, so, do
2: what they want; they're the only ones that get the bundle of rights Yeah, that's
13: difficult, because then then you you bring in the issues of of immunity um suing the government is uh yeah. you know, they have to give you the permission to sue sue them um so that isn't to say that there isn't uh, any options. it's something that could be explored further um but there's there's definitely a challenge and and I think what you also have uh against you, especially in illinois is, is A cultural challenge where, where, like you had mentioned, people are just accepting this idea that their rights come from government, that they have to seek permission from the government to act as a free person. Uh, And until that changes, it's going to be hard to find people that are willing to stand up to uh, who they think controls them.
2: Do you want to know what I think is funny is that the people who are coming here that are maybe even coming here illegally, those are going to be the people who stand up against the corrupt governments like the one they left. They'll be the people who put up a fight as they want to go and earn money. It won't be the guy who has been comfortable in giving away his freedom, his liberty, his Americanism, and is comfortable with government supremacy versus individuality. So I think, ironically, I won't be here to see it, but in the future, the the government will be hoisted by its own petard as the people who fight for freedom will be those ones who came here recently. In the meantime, where can they go to support you, Andrew, and uh, how do they support... Uh, Pacific Legal Foundation?
13: They can go to our website at pacificlegal.org
2: Andrew Quino, it has been my pleasure thank you for making yourself available and I had a good time, thank you Thank you Sean, you take care We'll be back with your calls and comments
0: Make money, smoke cigars and live free on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560 The Answer AM 560, the answer. It's
2: a fantastic Friday. I can't believe this is the last half hour. Now, Squirrel, have you updated me? It's been a long time. I haven't heard anything about. We need to
5: have uh, a realization that we've got about 35 years worth of oil left in the whole world. We're going to run out of oil. And Mr. Nixon made us famous. Still
2: alive, hanging on, like Diane Feinstein, who I believe they're dating this weekend. Uh, you can call me with your plans on what you're going to do. But I wanted to inform you of a California small business law that will be coming <laughs> to a terrible area near you in Illinois. Meanwhile, retail
3: theft and smash-and-grab
2: robberies are a big problem across the nation and right here in this area. Not for the actual criminals. It's not a problem at all. In fact, it's been a big bump to their bottom line.
6: And that's why California lawmakers are working on a bill that would ban employers from forcing workers to confront shoplifters or criminals who may be armed. But the bill is receiving some pushback from small business owners. ABC 10's Alicia Machado.
2: <laughs> is anybody shocked by it? Hey, I would prefer it if your Democrats scourge don't steal my stuff. And if they do, I would like to beat them about the head, neck, breast and chest area
4: has
6: more on the bill and their concerns.
4: Small business owners from across California came to Sacramento by the busload, gathering at the California State Capitol to protest SB 553. The bill, introduced by State Senator Dave Cortez aims to prevent workplace violence by banning employers from forcing
2: their staff to confront active shots. Yeah, but see, they say forcing, but it's, it means any retaliation. Not forcing, even if you're the owner
5: shoplifters where the bills are saying that this is in protection of the employees but it only protects the shoplifters we believe this bill is going to increase the shoplifting
4: fresno gas station owner andy chikara and moti balian from los angeles
2: notice how all the guys who own the businesses all have accents i love this i love this in the meantime who's fighting for this the welfare roach
4: ...are just two of hundreds who spoke out against the bill Wednesday. Both tell me their shops have been hit by thieves.
11: Every day or every other day, people are coming openly, taking the stuff and walking out.
2: Police. You know what this opens up a business for, don't you, Squirrel? Guys like my old neighborhood. Guys who move in, they open a social club, and anybody that steals from that guy's restaurant has his hands busted with a ball-peen hammer and they hang him on the curb. There you go. Now that store is safe. But we that's what you devolve into. When the government protects the criminal, like some third-world hellhole. That's exactly what's going to happen here, Squirrel. Believe me. And the other thing that's going to happen is, this will be an Illinois law within a year. And I also want 60 this weekend any over. How about you, Squirrel? 51? W- oh, 61. You're, you're doing the, the Bob Barker to me. All right. Fair enough. Cream Puff Jim, you want the under or over for the shootings this weekend in your utopia run by your well, party e- of idiots? What do you
0: want?
3: No, but it's, it's, but it's not as bad as the 70s. Anyway, no,
2: no, it's fine. So I, what do you want? Under over. I wanted to Come on, I want to take that dollar from your big ass. Under over?
3: I've I, I, I got to go right on the money. 60, I'll go 60. 60. Right right, the
2: damn dollar. it. Okay, 60. All right, go <laughs> on. <It's laughs> gonna be, you're going to lose either take, way.
8: Why is it Republican Party? So reluctant to do anything about health care, any improvement, negotiating I'm talking drugs. talking about, about you got
2: your Obamacare. Shut up. What do you want now? What do you fat, useless want, bums you, I want now? Want, I want, I
8: want single-payer healthcare like oh, Europe. I want European healthcare.
2: Oh, there you That's go. I want. I, I want it, too, for you guys. I really do. You have no idea. <laughs> I want to give you what you want, because you deserve nothing. You're going to be just like the Europeans, in the hallway with the Jimmy Lake. Help me! I love it. I hope you get it. Really, I hope you get it. And if anybody can give it to you, it's going to be this in diapers. Get what you deserve. I really want you to.
0: It's about investing in America. Yeah. And investing in Americans. Yeah,
2: there we go. And how what's it like in the in the Democrat heavy areas? It doesn't look too good on TV. It won't be long, and you're gonna get a hero again. Coming out of the ghettos of New York, just like it it'll happen this time in Chicago. Where whatever happened to this guy, Squirrel? Do you find out if he's vaccinated? How's he doing? <laughs> <laughs>
8: represent the rent is too damn high party. People are working eight hours a day and 40 hours a week to some a third job. Women can't afford to take care of their children, feed their children breakfast, lunch, and dinner. My main job is to provide a roof over your head, food on the table, the money in your pocket. This is politics as usual. Playing a silly game. It's not going to happen. The rent too damn high movement, the people I'm here to represent can't afford to pay their rent. They're being laid off right now as I speak. They can't eat breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Listen, someone's stomach, child's stomach, just growled. Did you hear it? You gotta listen like me. Okay, let's Mr. talk Mick about
0: Cohen? the issue. Mr. 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 Cuomo, thirty Start. seconds for you, sir.
2: Rent is too damn high. I love that guy, squirrel. I think this guy's—I I don't know—whatever happened to him? But we should bring him out back. In the meantime, the Democrats should push him out. They should push him out every time they want more money for something we already gave them.
4: President Biden is asking Congress for $4 billion more billion to replenish FEMA's disaster relief fund. Now, this is on top of the $12 billion request he made last month. It also comes days after Hurricane Adalia wreaked havoc on Florida <laughs> and several oh, other bigger. states. FEMA's disaster relief fund is already running out of money for the year with disasters that also include the Maui wildfires.
2: So obviously, the Democrats are failing on all fronts, all fronts. They're having a hard time keeping a lid. On anything. One of the major sticking points is that the vast majority of Americans, like me, like you, want the chaos and the death and the funding of the most corrupt country in Europe to stop. We all want it to stop because one thing's for certain we're broke. We can't afford to fund the nonsense from the Eastern Europeans. The oligarchs who bribed the and diapers, some call president. We all want it to stop, but how does it continue to exist? Well, one of my friends has a podcast who I love very much, Judge Napolitano, and he always is exposing the nonsense.
5: You express the view that the war in Ukraine is the
0: most propagandized war in our lifetimes. Why do you say that, Matt?
7: Look at the elements of the information that and how it's being provided. And you see just mass armies of social media organized efforts across Twitter, Telegram, Facebook to put out a version of the war. You see the entire establishment media, the legacy media, the corporate media throughout Europe and the U.S. Of course, Russia has a state owned media system and they've heavily censored what independent media they had. So you have a completely captured legacy media. Uh, That is only providing the information that it is being given and its editorial decision is. But you know what the information it's not
2: providing is what exactly is the death toll in Ukraine? I understand you want everyone to think we're one F-16 away from victory, but that's not true at all. In fact, there are estimates by JFK Jr., of all people, that we're at 300,000 people dead just in Ukraine, let alone Russia. And there is no talk of diplomacy. None. However, there's a lot of money being stolen. None of this would have happened. None of this if the last election results were not tainted and corrupted. The greatest threat to the money laundering scheme of government supremacy, ironically, is an ex-Democrat. Who I disagree with on some points, but what he was right on,
3: he was more than right. Shot was released. Our campaign is raised. Over $10 million. The people get it. The people know this is a sham and a scam. This is nothing but election interference. They want to interfere with our election so they can try and damage me with all these bullshit lawsuits. Oh, did
2: you bump him? Thank you very much. He can swear he's the president. Still the president, not X. He's still the president. In the meantime, the mafia areas by Democrats have a plan afoot. A ridiculous plan, but the people who support them, they can be distracted with some welfare, food stamps, or if they're criminals, just leave them alone and they'll still vote Democrat.
7: Some state leaders here in Maine are looking into whether former President Donald Trump is eligible to run in 2024. Secretary of State Senator Bellows and Attorney General Aaron Fry say they are specifically looking at Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. That says
2: anyone who has engaged in, quote, insurrection or rebellion against the U.S. cannot hold federal office. Anyone who was engaged or convicted and who gets to determine that? He's still not convicted. He's only being railroaded. And I have yet to hear how a sitting president could stage an insurrection. This seems to be an issue with me. Bellows and Fry say their offices are researching legal questions surrounding the amendment. Now, they're not researching legal questions. They're trying to come up with a nonsense, as Trump would say, a BS weapon, a spear, create a new rule, contort the verbiage, because they can't afford to have this disrupted. Linda. Linda. Halo Sites.
11: Hi, Sean. How are
2: you? Thanks for taking my call. Happy Anytime. Friday. Happy Friday.
11: Listen, I, I just wanted to comment on the extra four billion that Joe Biden is asking for FEMA after the twelve billion, I believe it was, a couple weeks ago. Yes. Maybe the uh, they should stop putting the FEMA employees up in thousand dollar night hotels and you know, a exactly. drink.
2: A hundred thousand trailers stay in the FEMA trailers. Yeah, 100,000 yeah. a night. They, 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 and that's if they only said 100, they believe they sent more than 100. And at the same time, Jennifer Granholm is touting 15.8 billion they're spending simultaneously. This is insanity. They have compartmentalized <laughs> the spending to pick and choose where they want it, where they need it and how to bankrupt us. And the fact that no one is talking about a 1.5 trillion dollar massive increase in our debt in 3 months is disgusting like, to me, Linda. It's disgusting. I, and have, it's intentional. I have one other
11: comment. One okay. one other comment about the you know, and now this is um, I guess hearsay at this point in time because they still say that there's you know many children unaccounted for because they were out of school in Maui, um, and it's interesting. You had someone on earlier talking about how it was the poor part of the island, the working class part of the I was, island. Yes. That was passed down, you know, from generations. Well, isn't it interesting if this was kind of like we put uh, COVID patients, infected COVID patients into nursing homes to get rid of the seniors, and now we're killing off the children who would made no, no, inherit this, that th- land? The I'm, sorry, will... I'm sorry. Maybe I sound like in conspiracy. No, no,
2: no, 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 no. The conspiracy is the green energy movement by the government. That's a conspiracy. But the, the, what you're doing is identifying an issue. And there's another problem. This will be over 1,000 people killed when in the, when they have the courage to tell us. So the reality right. is that you've wiped out generations in this area. And it appears from various videos that we've had access to that the the, the government was sending them back into the fire rather than letting them escape. This is something you can see all over the Internet. I, I, it's very suspicious to me, and it's the only time FEMA ever did anything as they built a fence so there could be no eyes on the investigation or lack thereof. It's nefarious, right? and, and, and right. that's not a conspiracy. That's a, a dissertation of what the evidence it shows that we have since the fire. Thank you very much, Linda. I appreciate the Thank call. You. 312-642-5600.
0: This is The Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The
4: Answer.
2: Have a good weekend party like a Ukrainian lobbyist or a Democrat criminal, because you know you're going to get away with it. I can't believe I have a long, I hate a long weekend. In the meantime, be safe if you're in Chicago. (laughs) Run to your safe house. In the meantime, I was thinking about Linda and how we're always accused of being conspiratorial. We're watching a conspiracy by the Democrat-controlled government and those Democrat sewer areas to prevent us to have a candidate we choose to represent us and destroy the Leviathan. The conspiracy is right before our eyes in response to that announcement, the main GOP
7: gave its own statement. Republicans say in part that all Mainers should be able to vote for their preferred Republican against Joe Biden.
2: But that's not how it's going to work. That's not how it's going to work at all. They'll come up with another reason and another indictment, another phony misuse of the so-called judicial system. And the Democrat areas are bold in their corruption and they will misuse them in any way They find Here's something that's interesting, because I have more, Josh Hawley, about the bribe documents. You know this.
12: Oh, I take it very seriously. But I also take seriously the fact that your institution has repeatedly abused its authority, has repeatedly targeted political opponents. Your institution is the one that went to the door of pro-life protesters with SWAT teams.
2: Here's an update on somebody in Washington, D.C., same woman who found that they were aborting almost full-term babies.
7: Five anti-abortion activists could spend up to 11 years in prison.
2: Lauren Handy
4: and four co-defendants were found guilty just two hours ago for conspiring to block access to the Washington surgic Clinic in Northwest D.C.
2: To block access, they face that amount of time. You're seen as people who protested the most obvious election theft in American history are sentenced for 10 years, 17 years, 23 years. The government wants to sentence them for 33 years. So I want you to keep in mind, we will win this political persecution of liberty and freedom and Americanism. We will win. In the meantime, get yourself to high ground. It's a long weekend in Chicago. The under over is 60. We even have a Democrat that picks 60. I think it's now going to be over. Squirrel, you're over. We hope we're all wrong and it's way under. But we know how it really turns out when government protects perpetrators instead of victims. They're called Democrat sewers. In the meantime, keep your head on a swivel. And remember, we win in the end. Now give me the January 6th, guys, and Trump, so that we can fend off the political persecution we're going to be subjected to until the Dinwood in diapers is removed by his collar. Shoot.
3: of the United States of America. And to the republic, which it stands, one nation under God. with liberty and justice for all.